are back with another exciting episode of Old Fashioned Work and Whiskey, an old-fashioned podcast brought to you by a couple of old-fashioned guys drinking old fashions. I'm your host, Jason Courtney. As always in studio with me, my co-host and chief engineer, Mr. Olin Hyde. How's it hanging? Short and to the left. Is that what you told me? Low to say? the left. Low, Low to, to the, the left. left. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting there, folks. We'll have him trained by December. No problem. <laughs> So, well, it's good to be back with you guys again today. We're excited to be talking with you about uh, sacrifice and the prequel to success. And we are drinking some old fashions. We got Elijah Craig small batch today. Yeah. With black cherry, filthy cherries, black cherry, filthy cherries. That's almost like a mouthful. We have some actual orange slices in them today. Thank you. Grocery advantage. That's right. Go. Let's try it. Hmm. Not one of my favorites. It's not bad. bad. It's just very neutral. I didn't feel like I got, so it had a great nose and this may be one of those. And guys, there are whiskeys out there that you should just drink straight. So we may try that after this show is over. We may just go grab the bottle and, and try it just neat. Cause, uh, yeah, it's not bad at all. Like I, I just, it just doesn't have any oomph to me. It doesn't have, it's only 94 proof, which I mean, that's still a decent proof, but I don't, I don't have a lot of flavor notes off of it. And yeah, it's just very normal. Like I feel like, I don't know. It's just bland. Well, for a small batch, it has, um, like typically a small batch has a little smoother, and richness to it where this one is a little harsher i don't even get the heart like it's almost i don't know it's like like imagine a soda being flat like that's what it like i get a profile but it's very underwhelming it's not that crispness that i'm expecting so elijah craig small batch not our favorite as an old-fashioned we'll try it after the uh after the show and tell you how it is on facebook or uh, if you've emailed us, we'll just go ahead and send you an email and let you know how we're how we're feeling about it straight or neat, as some people would say. I don't know that we've ever gotten an email other than from people trying to sell us stuff for the podcast. Well, now all of our listeners know. All eight of you guys know. <laughs> all eight loyal listeners. <laughs> no, no, no. We have more than that. We're We're still growing. We're still getting followers, and it's been fun. We're enjoying it. So... You know, it kind of goes along with what we're going to talk about today, which is sacrifice and how, you know, a lot of people view successful people um, as just always successful. Like Jeff Bezos, for instance, one of the, if not the richest man in the world currently, I think he fluctuates depending on how Amazon stocks are doing. (laughs) Uh, You know, I mean, everybody just views him as this guy that's always been filthy rich and just, you know. And they don't look back to when Amazon started as a used bookstore online. Yeah. Out of an office that was probably the size of this podcast studio. And he literally had like five employees that were packing boxes and just couldn't keep up. And, you know, wasn't making anything. Oh, they were on the brink of bankruptcy every day. Yeah, it was a it was a struggle. And it's so easy to look at a business like that, which is a relatively young company. You know, in the in the history of our country and a lot of the other more successful companies up there, and think like, oh man, that just happened overnight. It wasn't like 2015, and all of a sudden it was like, 
oh, I've got this idea. I'm going to open Amazon and I'm going to be a billionaire. Hundred billionaire. (laughs) (laughs) So I was watching a video of him the other day and it was a very cool perspective. So a lot of times we don't always look at other people's perspectives. We see Jeff Bezos as Amazon being one of the richest men in the world. And he's like, guys, I only own 14% of the company today and it's worth a trillion dollars. Do the math. We've made a lot of people, a lot of money. And I was like, man, I've never, like, I've always thought Jeff Bezos, you know, super wealthy because he is, he's, I mean, yeah. like Can you $120 billion Amazon stock back in the early two thousands when it was under a hundred bucks. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> and you, there, there are people that have done that, right? Yeah. I mean, there are millionaires now because maybe billionaires because of Jeff Bezos and his company, but he's like, I own 14%. It's not just about me. Look at all these other people we have made a lot of money for. And I'm like, man, that is a great perspective. But it didn't happen by accident. It happened by sacrifice. I mean, I I don't want to speak to his marital life, but I'm going to guess the, the, the fact that he just put so much into his business and so much into being a leader that it probably drained his home life. And, and I would guess that that may have played a part in his divorce, but you know, that's a sacrifice that a lot of business people make. They can't figure out how to divide their time. One of the reasons probably besides the fact that I have a little bit of a commitment issue that I'm still single, right? Like I get, I love work. I'm very passionate about it. And it's hard for me sometimes because I'm with a bunch of married men in business. Like (laughs) Olin's married, his wife's in office today and get to see her and hang out, which is always fun. Matt, you know, is married to my sister and we always get to hang out. She gets so frustrated because we always talk about business and uh, my brother is married and, you know, Chris, who we're getting into Scooter's Coffee with, is married. And all these guys are like, hey, we have to have home time. We have to have family time. And I'm like, no, we have to work all the time. We have to do everything. We have to be the best. And think about business all the time. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard for me to separate that. And that's part of the reason I have made a personal choice thus far in life not to be married. Um, you know, people ask me all the time, when is it going to happen? I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm 33 years old. Like, it doesn't have to happen at 25, I know everybody likes to get married young, but for me, it's figuring what this work-life balance is going to look like. And I, I don't have to work all the time, but I, I do enjoy what I do. And while we're starting another company, we just got the lease signed today, you know, here in four to five months, we should have a our very first coffee shop. And I'm going to be the one heading that up, right? Like I'm going to be the one in charge and making Which sure. Which is a change for you because we've been in a successful business and you haven't had to do the... Uh, small things like not that. in not in the last three four years I'll say four years for sure so when we started so it was you weren't in the picture yet you were still working for corporate and living in Tampa because you didn't like me and <laughs> no I'm just kidding he he did work for corporate though we hadn't we had not had him back in Pensacola yet but he did make that decision a few years later but so in the beginning I mean we were broke right we we borrowed. Mm-hmm. And I won't say the the amount, but we'll just say, yeah, we'll just say it was it was just under a million dollars to to buy this business, which at the time was doing a million and a quarter in revenue a year. Um, and we put it all out there and we were I mean, cash flow was tight, even though we started with one hundred thousand of working capital. I mean, it was gone in like four and a half, five weeks. 
I, I remember it was Matt Olin or Matt Simon and I, and we were sitting in my desk in our 400 square foot office. And <laughs> the I'm size like, of the podcast room. <laughs> yeah, the size of the <laughs> podcast room now. And I'm like, Hey guys, I don't know how we're going to make payroll. I'm like, well, Simon's like, well, we, you, you have a hundred thousand dollars working capital. I'm like, we've already used it. Like we had payroll for four weeks. I'm like that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, and not everybody has paid yet. And so I'm like, I, I don't know what we're going to do. And Simon's like, well, I, I, I have a credit card. I can get a cash advance of this month. And Simon or Matt's like, you know, yeah, I've got a couple. I can, I can see what I can get. And I'm like, all right. And I'm going to talk to corporate and they gave us a cash advance and we had to do cash advances. Probably I would guess at least once or twice a quarter for the first year until we figured out what cash flow cycling was and how it operated and how it worked. And now, right, we have a surplus. We're, we're, we're blessed, yeah. We've budgeted well. We, we've, you know, we've been able to expand our office. We probably have a, a 4,000 square foot office now and, yeah. you know, a, a lot of things. But in the beginning, it wasn't that way. We had to sacrifice. I was, my mom came and helped us out making 10 bucks an hour, uh, answering the phone for 20 hours a week, <laughs> Monday through Friday, just so I could like do payroll. I had to do hiring and interviewing. I did all that myself. We had operations manager with Simon, one of the owners, and then operations over at our larger account was Matt. So they handled the the daily operations of cleaning and training and complaints. But I did the hiring. I did the HR work as far as putting them in for payroll. I had to do timekeeping. I had to do the bookkeeping. I, I mean, I was the receptionist for the other 20 hours that my mom (laughs) couldn't do it. You know, I am trying to figure out how to grow a business while working in the business. Right. And they talk about working on it rather than in it. Yeah. And I had to do both. And people don't understand. Like there yeah, were nights. I think you were just trying to get a profit and now we have a profit target. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and so, I mean, I remember I had a friend that had a, a chase lounge for 50 bucks that I bought. And I can think of at least two handfuls of nights that I spent in the office with a blanket and, my computer playing Netflix or something, you know, and sleeping there for a few hours, getting up and keeping like, it was, it was a lot in the beginning and people don't see that sacrifice. They just see where we're at today. And they're like, Oh, well must be nice. Like, well, yeah, it it is nice. nice. Knowing that my hard work paid off. We scrubbed a lot of toilets and stripped a lot of floors and cleaned a lot of late nights. Up until two years ago, I still did that. Yeah. Like, We, I mean, we worked for Mark and we were cleaning till three o'clock in the morning out in Mobile. And my best friend here, Olin, had a truck we call Old Red. And apparently the gas gauge was busted. It wasn't 100 percent accurate when you got down below a quarter of a tank. And we're so going in the Mobile into the tunnel, tunnel and, and it's chugs. like, blub, 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 and I'm like, uh, he's like, uh oh. So we're coming up out of the tunnel and it's it's we got puttering, it. it's puttering. <laughs> It we get as much speed as we can on the bridge. I'm like, it's oh like my a, God. What it, a He's 10 like, mile bridge. So it <laughs> felt like a hundred at three o'clock in the morning after cleaning all night. But so I remember we're like, Hey, there's gas in the tank. We just got a rocket. So you're driving and I'm standing in the bed of the truck and I'm rocking back and forth. Just back. so we can get another eighth of a mile or so. <laughs> And so we're driving and, and it dies. It finally dies. And we start pushing it. And there are people flying by us. Not a person. High stopped. rates of speed. Not one person stopped as we're both pushing this vehicle. I remember wanting to shoot a few of them, but we didn't. And I was like, man, 
this sucks. And we, we, we finally get to the gas station. I think we ended up at waffle house that night yeah, and we, we put it, it on the night. company credit yeah. card. Cause like Mark, you owe us, <laughs> you know, it was our dumb decision. We, we, you know, we're like, you owe us. So, and then I remember, do you remember like a year and a half later? Yeah, I came back down to help you with the bid. We're working on this bid for the Alabama Department of Transportation. And we walk into this room and I kid you not, there it's are 60 cameras on that bridge. Some a-hole watched us sat that there night. and watched push us push this truck across instead of calling somebody to come help us. I remember because you turned around to me when we walked into that room. I was furious. You I were wanted like, to walk these out. SOBs watched us push I that truck. I did not want to give them a bid. I was like, "The they watched us. I know they did. They were laughing." Yeah, they could have uh, called a road ranger and help. Nope. But we those are we it. have a lot of those stories. Oh, countless, countless. I remember Christmas Day. I think you and I got together and went and cleaned the Orange Beach Welcome Center. Yep. Um, well, even going down in Tampa when I I had my franchise there for a year when I moved down there. And the same thing, like building that was a lot of grueling work. And I had an account. I mean, we've talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> the, club. the club. The <laughs> club. That was also a restaurant. And, you know, I'm I like there. how you always validate that. Well, it wasn't just a club, it was a restaurant. <laughs> it was both. It was. <laughs> Which made it an extra challenge. <laughs> and, you know, I'm cleaning at two o'clock in the morning in this place. And uh, my lovely bride comes with me because she feels terrible that I'm working all these hours. And kind of like you said, you know, I'd come home and get done from cleaning there at, you know, four o'clock in the morning, maybe a little later. I'd catch a couple hours of sleep, get up and have to go out and do some sales. And yeah. so she felt bad and she was like, I'll, I'll come with you tonight and I'll help you clean. And so I'm, I'm cleaning this place. That couch had never been cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, after a few hours, I was like, man, I haven't seen Heather in a little bit. So. I go walking through and find her, yeah, asleep on a couch in the the nightclub. And so I just let her sleep. But, you know, those are the type of things that business owners do that people don't see that they don't see and they don't know. Yeah. And it's it's tough, but and we don't do it to be thanked. We're not doing this for recognition. Like, it's just we want you to know, like, it's not all about the fame and the glory and the riches. It, it took somebody's hard work, dedication um, to get there. And. I'm sitting here playing. I've got we <laughs> got the Avengers in game. I got the Iron Man gauntlet where he's taking the Infinity Stones and before he brings everyone back. If you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. I just ruined the movie for you. But uh, I'm sitting here playing with it. And I'm like, man, I love this thing. And I'm I'm like, well, what does this have to do with sacrifice? And I think about Tony Stark. I'm a big Marvel fan, big Disney fan, and and you think about the relationship he had with his dad how strained it was, how bad their relationship was because his dad always was working and always developing things. And, and it ended up happening to Tony Stark for a little while. He was caught in that rut, right? Where he had his 30 Iron Man suits or whatever. Well, yeah, but he had his, he had his assistant. What was her name? I, I want to say Pepper. Piper, but it's Pepper, Pepper, Pepper. Yeah. Pepper. And you know, I, you can tell there's a little chemistry between them, but he doesn't act on it cause he's got to work. And you know, he's just like, I'll just have, meaningless relations with these women that are hot and cute, which is fine. If that's your thing, you know, I don't, I'm not hating on you, but later in the story, you find that he finally realizes that it's not all about that and walks away and ends up having a family and kids. And so I'm like, even, even this here gauntlet infinity gauntlet of Iron Man has a story of sacrifice. And, 
you know, at some point you do have to realize it's not all about sacrifice. You have to reap some of those rewards and you have to make time for family and friends. And, you know, I've got a lot on my plate right now. I've got a birthday coming up uh, Monday. So we're recording this. This is October 7th and uh, my birthday is Monday. I'll be 34. My mom just texted me while we're in the middle of our podcast. Hey, do you have birthday plans? I don't like, I don't know what way is up right this second. And I know we've got an employee appreciation event Sunday night. I know. You like to keep things loose and free. Yeah, for sure. But normally around birthday times, I'm making plans like, Hey, we're going to do this or we're going out for dinner or something, something we've got planned. And this year I'm just like, I don't like, I just got back from signing the lease. I've, you know, you and I reviewed it this morning. Thank God you were here because all the legalese I don't understand. (laughs) Like, you know, there's a lot Before of <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, we reviewed that this morning. I went and executed. It. I've got to get all these documents over to scooters so that we can get with the construction team so that we can plan for demolition on that property so that we can start construction so that we can be open by our 12 month commitment date, which is January 31st. I've gotten with Dan uh, Gunnig from Key Bank trying to get the commitment letter signed from them so that we have financing. I got all this stuff going on tomorrow. I get my first vaccine shot and I have a haircut, which I don't work from the office on Friday. So those are the two things that I have to get done. But I'm like, okay, what else do I need to get done? Because I've got so much going on. Like, do I need to come into the office for a little bit? Where, what am I, what am I even like that? You know, people will just see a business open and they don't realize everything that goes in for the business owner to get that business to that point. Like to take it from the idea and the dream of, I want to open up, a coffee shop, a restaurant, you know, or uh, anything, you know, a disc golf store or whatever it is in between taking it from that idea and that dream to the open sign for the first day is so much work and so much sacrifice. You know, there there's financially, you know, people don't realize what it takes to open up a business. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, if it's a retail outlet, you have to have inventory because people can't buy things in your store. They're not going to come back. And so all of that represents money that they've got to put into this dream that could fail. And then they're out of that money and it's a big risk and it takes, you know, people that really have gumption and in, in the, the, the grit and the determination to push through all those fears and all of those worries and say, you know what, I know that this is going to happen and I'm, I'm going to make it successful. Yeah. So I've signed several leases over the course of our business here with office pride. We even signed a, a promissory note for buying this building that we're in right to a uh, year and a half ago now um, for what almost a half a million dollars. Like I got the butterflies again this morning when I went to sign that lease, I was like, man, I haven't felt these butterflies in a while. Like, cause this is a different business, right? It's not related. We don't have the financial backing of, of this business. It's coming from different all sources. Yeah. Yeah. yeah investment. It's, it's like starting all over. Yeah, had to come up with 10% down. We had to buy our franchise outright, um, you know, and now we've got to come up with the financing through the SBA. But like I said, that requires 10% down, which you think, oh, well, that's, you know, 10% of $700,000 is 70 grand. Like, that's nothing to sneeze at. It doesn't, you know, that stuff doesn't grow on trees. And, you know, I'm in the process of trying to build a house. And, you know, I was looking at a new vehicle and I'm like, I, I can't do all this at one time. I can't have the finances to build a new business and build a new house and get a new car. So I'm going to keep the car I have, which is new and fine. Like it's not 
please don't anybody feel bad. No, no, it was, it was purely out of want. And I got a boat that I wanted to pull with the truck and, but my SUV pulls it. Okay. It's not fantastic, but it's not terrible. Um, you know, but I I just had to make that decision. Okay. I'm not doing this because I want to do this. Right. I didn't have any idea that when we bought land two years ago, it would take us two years to start building a house. Right. I'd already planned on having that financed and going and built out my, in my budget, I didn't plan on doing that and building a business and buying a car all at the same time in the same month. And I'm like, Nope, I'm not doing it. So cars out of the picture. I'm like, you know, if we don't get to the, to the house until the first quarter of next year, I'll be okay with that too. Like, it's just a lot all at once. And once again, people think, Oh, it just happens. Like it doesn't just happen. It <laughs> takes planning and sacrifice and dedication and people give up a lot. I mean, yeah, a lot, a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of um, missed opportunities. Like, you know, like you talk about with us being family and most of us in this business are very good at making sure that we're there and attend to things that are important, but it's easy to miss those things, especially in the, the beginning parts of building a business. I've got a friend that his dad has a really successful company and his dad was like, Hey, I want you to have this company. And he was like, I don't want it because I remember being a kid and how you were never there and you were always gone. And I don't want that for my family. Yeah. And so he was like, I, I don't want, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want that commitment. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can remember myself, you know, I, I didn't take a vacation for the first three years. Not only did I not have the time, I didn't feel like I had the ability to, mm-hmm. or the permission to, you guys have changed all that. And now I do take a vacation or a couple every year. And then, uh, you know, I can remember going to birthday dinners or, uh, mother's day dinners or any of those special occasions. And then be like, okay, guys, I got to go back to work. And you know, it's like, yeah, it's a sacrifice, but you do make time for the important things. You make time for those, you know, that you want, that you need to be there for. And if the, if that's important to you, you have to do that, right? You sacrifice to make it happen. Just like this business is important to us, right? It takes care of 200 people. Scooters will take care of at least 30 to 40 people at, at some point. Like it's important to us. So that's why I focus on it. And you guys focus on it. And we build something that's a legacy. I yeah. mean, that we can leave to our children or. Why don't we couldn't do like there's only so far we can take it as individuals and as business owners. And that's where the team comes in. Like you say, us coming in as, as, as teammates alongside of you has allowed you to do that because we're all willing to make that sacrifice. And without a good solid team under you, it's even like I was talking with our operations team, you know, and talking about how we basically have to roll out the red carpet for our frontline cleaners. Mm -hmm. They're what makes our business successful. Like we have way more business than, you know, the 10 of us in the office and ops team could go out and clean. Like we could not do it. I told, so I went into, we had an orientation yesterday and we had two new hires and I was introducing myself and, and just giving them a welcome to the, to the company kind of talk. And, and I said, Hey, you guys are our business. You guys are our lifeblood. All right. There's four of us owners. Even if we all work 80 hours a week, Right. That's 320 hours at a bill rate of $20 an hour. Like we're not scratching it. mm -mm. (laughs) Nowhere close. I'm like, so that's why we put so much emphasis on you guys. That's why 
this Sunday night, we have the the movie appreciation night. We rented out a whole freaking double A ballpark <laughs> stadium, and we're going to show it up on the the jumbo screen. And we got burgers and hot dogs, and we're just going to love on them because without them, we got nothing. Right. So, you know, we have to remember that. And we're not the only ones that sacrifice. They've sacrificed. You know, a lot of them clean at night um, when their family's at home eating dinner and yep. doing homework with their kids. You know, these people are out cleaning and making sure our customers are taken care of. So it's our obligation to make sure they're taken care of. So everyone sacrifices just because you don't know their story. Don't assume that everything was just handed to them. You know, I don't. I choose not to believe that people that are successful in this life had everything handed to them because it's, it's not true. The majority of the time, there are people out there for <laughs> sure, but you look at some of the most successful people in the world and they're self-made and yeah, most of the businesses that people would look at and go, man, I wish I was that successful. It did not come without the sacrifice. Absolutely. So don't be afraid to sacrifice guys, get out there work for what you want, make your goals happen, make your dreams happen. That's what we've done here with old fashioned work and whiskey. We're, uh, we're making things happen. We're not perfect, but we're willing to sacrifice to get where we want. We, uh, hope that you'll reach out to us on our Gmail or Facebook. We'll see you on the next time. Old fashioned work and whiskey.